0: Alright, a good diva. Here we go. Today's Daf is Dafemhay, page 45, and the We're gonna go back to the bottom of Mem. number Bay is the Mishnah four lines from the bottom, wrapping up a topic of what sort of connection are we permitted to have with an ox that has been condemned to death? It's been paskind Lamisa. So here we go. Two parts to the Mishnah. The first half will deal with that. The second half is going to pivot to a, a different halacha. Halacha number one: Sharshu who yaitze di sakkal b'gedeishai balav. You have an ox that killed somebody. The Bezdin paskin that the ox should be stoned, and as it walks out of bezdim, the owner says, "My ox now belongs to Hektish. Guess what? Enoy Makudish, The halacha is the ox does not belong to Hektish. Okay. We'll see on today's daf why. Shachtai what if he goes and slaughters it? He sh- walks out of Besdin instead of making a hektish, he takes out a chalaf, takes out a shchita knife, and he shachts it, b'saray asr. you are not allowed to eat the meat. What happens if the ox is being brought to court, but the court has not yet Lamisa and the owner does one of these things, so muktash if he makes it hektish, it's hektish. If he shechs the animal, the meat is going to be kosher. It's permitted to eat. Why? In the separation of, from the owner to the animal, where you kind of start losing your ownership, as we'll see on, uh, on Amr Aleph, is from the Gamardin. It's once there's a psak against the animal. Okay. That's what we'll call the resha, the first half of the Mishnah. Let's get to the safe of the mission. the second halacha. Most of the Shem if let's say I ask somebody to please watch my animal, I don't pay the guy, the guy's volunteering, he's doing me a a favor. An unpaid watcher. Or I give it to a borrower, somebody wants to borrow my axe. Then I say, or I give it to somebody and I hire them to watch my animal. Now a hired watcher is more responsible for damage that comes out of the ox, or if any damage happens to the ox, which makes sense, right? If you're volunteering to watch my ox, so you do me a favor, there's less responsibility on your part. If I'm paying you, there's a greater responsibility. And that's why people would pay somebody to watch, the or you give it over to a renter. Now my ox, either by the borrower, by the unpaid watcher, by the paid watcher, by the renter, goes and uh, causes damage or kills somebody. So this shomer, this guardian, this watcher, no matter who he is, is takes the place of the owner. So in other words, anything uh, that the owner would be responsible for if the ox goes and damages in, the shomer would be responsible for. Mu'ad, which means if the ox that he borrowed, rented, is responsible to watch, is a mu'ad and it goes and damages, you're going to have to pay full damages. The tam and if it's a tam, mashal chazi nezek same you pay half same as the owner. Here we go. Zok to Torah, rabban of the rabbis learn. So should we? Shar sheheimez if you have an ox that kills a person, not finding my and bezdan do not give up sak. Bezdan do not you give a ruling. The halacha is machra if the owner sells it, machor it's a valid sale. Top of today's daf. Hekdeisha if he makes it, hekdesh mukdush, it is hekdish. This seems to be very much in line with our mishnah. There's no yet a ruling against the ox. So the owner still has the ability to sanctify it or sell it. Shachtai, if he shachts it before the ruling of the bezdan against the ox, the, the meat is permitted. Let's say the ox damaged or the ox killed while it was in the Shomer's domain. And now the Shomer gives it back to the original the owner after it killed. The is muxer, it's considered return. Now this is interesting because, see, the owner doesn't want it to be considered returned. If I give it to somebody who's a borrower, I give him my ax and the ox goes and he's killed, so the the borrower's gonna have to uh, pay me back. Right? He's gonna be responsible for this. Um, over here, since there's not a gemar din against the ox, if the owner gives it back, we're considering it like it's a return, and hence, I can't say to the borrower, uh, "Excuse me, you didn't give me back an ox." The borrower says, "Yeah, I did give you back an ox. Yeah, but it killed. Yeah, but there's no gemar din. So you gave me an ox. I gave you back the ox, and uh, it's considered returned. I'm not responsible to pay you the original owner. But what if there's already gemar against the animal? a If the owner sells it, it's not a sale. Like we learned, um, there's really no ownership against it to sell. a Make it hekdish. It's not a valid hektish, okay? It's not in your jurisdiction. It's not in your domain to, to make it hektish. The meat is going to be forbidden. The Hashem gives it back to the owner. It's not considered returned. I give you an ox and you gave me back a nothing burger. This is nothing. There's simply nothing there. Oh, what do you mean? I gave you back the actual ox. Yeah, but it's condemned to death. So there's no ownership over it. So you're going to have to pay me back a, a, a different ox. Rabbi Yaakov says, "Af Rabbi Yaakov says, "No, that if, even if there is already a gemar even if there is already a ruling, paskening this ox for Misa, it's considered returned. The bottom line is the body of the ox was returned, and that's the machlokes between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yaakov. Let's get into this. Says gemar leibavakim Let's say this machlokes is as follows." That when it comes to something that's forbidden to benefit from, for example, this ox that's been condemned to die, you cannot give the guy back the ox and say, oh, it's yours. It's yours. I'll give you an example. If I lend you Chametz before Pesach, after Pesach, it's, if it's Chametz Pesach, according to this opinion, you cannot give me back the item and say I returned it, because since it's it's forbidden to benefit from. Okay? So that'll be another case where this Allah would fall into place. And say so you cannot say, if you give me back an ox, that's forbidden to benefit, you can't claim that it's back. However, Yaakov Zaver, I'm in BCR of No, the actual thing is here, you gave it back. It's forbidden to benefit from, but bottom line is I gave you the ox. You give me an ox to watch, I gave you the ox back, I get in tug, have a good day. Amar says, no, that's not necessarily the dispute. The Kuli maybe everybody agrees. I If you give back something that's forbidden to benefit from, for example, this ox, it is considered a returning of the watcher and he does not need to pay. Why? The Mk, Niflag chametz if so, why don't you give the example that we just gave a minute ago? Yet yeah, when it comes to somebody who steals chametz over Pesach, let's say you steal chametz before Pesach and it goes over Pesach and it's prohibited to uh, benefit from, so why, why don't we say that if the thief gives back the item after Pesach, it's not considered like he, uh, he returned it. The problem is the Rabbanon do consider that to be a returning. So you see that there are, even the Rabbanan agree that you have a case where it's forbidden to benefit from, but you could say, Harei You could say, your item is right over here. The question is, so why by this ox are we not allowing that? That's what, needs to be, uh, that's what needs to be clarified over here. Answers the Gemara, incredible. Although rather, says the Gemara, Morning about this. The rather, Here, the home is, whether or not if you have a guardian, you have a that, takes the, that that's responsible for an ox, the ox goes and kills a person, and now the ox gets taken to Bezim. Let me ask you a question. It's a fascinating conversation. Could the ox even have a court case against it when the owner is not there? Because all you have in front of you is the shomer, you have a watcher. So this is going to be the source of the machlekes. Here we go, Rabbanon Savri, the Rabbanon hold. We're about uh, a little more than a third of the way down on Daphne, Mehamar hey, Aleph. The Rabbanon Savri, the Rabbanon hold. Ein migdine, shashar you cannot even have a court case with the ox if the owner's not there. Why not? The Amar lei. the owner of the ox could say to the shomer. Let me tell you something. If you would have given me back the ox beforehand after it killed. I would have uh, moved it away and made sure the court never got uh, never got its hands on my ox. Hashta <laughs> now that you gave it, my ox over to the hand de in a way where I am no longer able to to prevent din from it so i 'm going to put the uh, the uh, responsibility on you that 's the opinion. Of the Rabbana. Okay In other words the Rabbans say That you could say But over here it, it, by, by, the owner, by, by the watcher Giving the ox over And allowing a, uh, a court case to happen So We're putting the responsibility on it However Yaakov so, holds no Listen you could have a court case anyway Even, even when the ox isn't there And therefore it's not going to help the owner say, oh, "I would have moved the ox away." No, the Lay, the Shimer will say, saif, saif, Bottom line, Migmar have a You could go hide your ox, but guess what? It ain't going to change anything, and therefore, Hareishu Chalofanecha. Behold, it is in front of you. My time with Rabbanan. What's the logic for the Rabbanan? I of you. Must. You stone the ox. The owner gets put to death. The killing of the ox is the same as the owner's being put to death. Ma'balam The same way, you could only. Try somebody for capital punishment if he's there. Afshar b'fanah. So, too the ox has to be there as in court as well. Rabbi Yaakov Bishlam Bailam, He says it's true by the person because a person when he comes to court can come and defend himself. who is is an ox of baltaina absolutely not and therefore there's no need. No ox is going to stand there and uh, and uh, have the chutzpah to defend itself. Yeah, in court. So uh, therefore, it wouldn't make enough kmina. The ox does not need to be. Uh, in court, and Lema said that would be the source of the machloekas in and Rabyakov specifically by an axe. Again, it's not a machloekas about whether when something becomes usherbano, you could say The is specifically over here whether we place a taina on the shoimer for not giving it back to the owner. Period. Two dots, two thirds the way down of daf mem Aliph and we are back to our Mishnah, brand new topic. Okay. First half of the mission described again and wrapped up the idea what do you do with an ox that's condemned to die? Then the second half of the mission discussed if my ox is given over to a guardian, to a shimer, then we said this guardian, either the unpaid watcher, the paid watcher, the renter, the borrower, takes the place of the owner. Here we go. Brand new Gemara. Tanu Rabbanon. The rabbis learned, and that's why the rabbis are born nichnesu There's four people. That even though they're not literally the owner of the item, of the ox, of the item, are still responsible like the owner. Okay? Usually you're responsible for your property. There's four situations where you're not the owner, but you're still responsible. The and these are the four situations. What we just listed in our Mishnah. Shamichina. The owner gave it over to somebody to watch, doesn't pay him. The guy's a volunteer. And something goes wrong, he takes the place of the owner, HaShayel a borrower, say sacher, a paid watcher, vhashaycher, and a renter. What's the halacha? What's the status of these four people, who are guardians? It goes like this. Hargu, if the ox kills, tamin, if the ox was a tam nerugin, the ox gets put to death. And the shomer is putter from kaifer. Like the owner. The same way if my axe is a tam and kills. I don't pay kaifer like we established even further yesterday. This is an ongoing theme. Your axe is a tam that kills a person. There's no additional kofar payment. So we say the shomer, the guardian of my axe, takes the place of the owner. He's not going to pay kaifer either if the axe is a tam. Muadim. What happens if the ox is a muad? The halakha is the The ox uh, gets killed. Um as a kaifer. And the shaymer needs to pay kaifer the same way as the owner. And these cases, since you were responsible for the ox, here's what happens. Get ready. I gave my ox to a renter, for example. The ox goes and kills. What's going to happen to the ox? chayav misa. So the shomer is going to have to pay back the value of the ox to the original owner. You borrowed my ox. You're not giving me back the ox. Now the ox is uh, is sitting at the bottom of the stoning session. So you got to give back. Uh, you, got, you got to give back payment. Okay. All these cases, they need to repay the owner, except for chutz misha Except for Shah we're very lenient on Hashem Rachinim. Hashem Re-Kinam is a volunteer watcher. There's less responsibilities on him, right? Because the he's a, you're not offering him any sort of payment. And he's he's only responsible if there's like extreme negligence. If it's not extreme negligence, Hashem Re-Kinam is not going to be responsible. Okay? So, so a paid watcher, a renter, and a borrower are all gonna have to return the value of the ax if it's Chaya Misa. But not by a Shoimer says the Gemara. Amri, they said, Hey what are the specific circumstances surrounding this case? If this axe has been notar, if this axe has been guarded, if it's watched properly, even a renter. Should not need to return it. He could say, the owner, Listen, I did whatever I had to do. And if it's not watched and there's negligence, it's wise to off the hook. You watched it, but not good enough. You did a bare minimum. So, as far as the shabrachinum is concerned, if you're a volunteer, you, you're going to get the bare minimum done. By the way, practically, very true as well. You want people to volunteer for yeshul, for yeshiva, whatever. There's a lot of good people out there At a certain point You can't really expect it to be done In the best possible way People are doing it Right? People are doing it uh, you, you can't expect much However Hanoch, If there's real payment That's being made over here Yeah? In other words You're, you're the, the Shimer's gaining He's a bar He's pu- pushing borrowing You can't do a bare minimum When you're borrowing something When you're hired to watch something Or when you're renting something so, by those three cases, it's not considered enough of a watching. So, again, it's not a case of negligence. Is a it watch, It's watched, minimum amount, not the, uh, not, not the uh, optimal amount, though. So, the only guy who's going to be off the hook is the Sheikh Rechina. Amri, they said, come on, whose opinion would this be true with? Ikare Meir, if it follows the opinion of Rebbe Meir. Now, um, Reb Meir holds the, the logical way. Which is that a muad needs a greater shmira than um, than a tam? We now turn to the top of Amud Dami. He actually holds that a renter is like a shemachinim; they have the same status. Why? Because the same way shemachinim is doing a taiva, if I'm renting, I'm paying you to have your object. So that also minimizes my responsibility. I paid you. I paid you the owner, right? So listening, m'shav mechinah vasaycher. It just say, except for m'shav mechinah minasaycher. So he can't be the tan. B'ikr Rebbe Yehuda, the binner Rebbe damar seicher ganaisa zacher dami. He says that a renter is similar to a paid watcher. Said so the problem over here is something that we we mentioned earlier it was a big and We said we're going to get onto this, and here's where we're going to start doing that. Rebbe has a mechudish idea that a muad needs less of a watching than a tan. We'll see why. B'ikr Rebbe Yehuda, damar seicher ganaisa zachar dami. He should say besides for a shaymarchinam, and we should say in all these cases of moad, they're all potter from kaifer because you had the bare minimum watching, which he says is enough by a moad. So everybody should be off the hook. Rav Huna bar Chinnah says, "How many I'll tell you who the Tana is. It's not Rav Meir, it's not Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Liesri. It's the opinion of Rabbi Liazri." The Amar. If you have an ox, which is a muad, there's no such thing as a minimum watching, and there's no such thing as a maximum watching. You know what there is such a thing as? Shachting it. If you have an ox that's a muad, says Rebbe let me tell you something, Zizkait. This thing damages Nezek Shalin. I don't care what, who, why, and how. Either kill it, or you're going to pay the only way to watch this thing is with a knife and when it comes to a renter he says a renter is like a paid watcher and therefore he's going to have to uh he's gonna to have to pay back the owner why because you are you're obligated to make a much better uh a much better by so either it might be Rabbi Rabbi, rebel mayor it really could be Rev Meir. Again, Rev Meir holds that you need a Shmira Meula, always an excellent top notch guarding. The question is if you need an excellent top notch guarding, um, why don't we say that they're all responsible? <speaking in Hebrew> the Tony, uh, switch around Rabba Baravua's, the way he expressed their opinion, and say, <speaking in Hebrew> by a renter, and something goes wrong, the ox damages, how does he pay? Rev Meir, Reimer, Kishem, you're like a Shemeshachar, you're a your sponsor of I'm a says, you're like a Shemeshachinim. So in this case, your mayor says that a Seychar, a renter, is like you're hired, which elevates your responsibility. And that's where the B'risa says that if you didn't do a Shemirabul, if you didn't have a top notch you're going to be responsible to pay back the owner, which is our Mishnah. And that's a way to, to say our Mishnah does follow the opinion of Rebbe Mayer. Okay. I'm a Rebbe Alazar. Rabbi Elazar says, okay, before we had Rabbi Eliezer, now there's Rabbi Elazar. It's, it's a new statement, there's a new halacha. Says Rabbi Elazar, I walk over to Matas, I say, Matas, listen, I got an ox. Do, do me a flavor, yeah? do me a taiva. watch my ox for me. You say, are you going to pay me? I say, no. Okay. Hizik, if the ox damages, Chayef, you're going to be responsible. But Mice, so you accepted responsibility. Okay? So if the axe damages, you're responsible. Huzak, if my axe gets damaged while you're while you're watching it as a chinam, an unpaid watcher, Potter. You're potter. Okay? So this is interesting. It's a one way street. When you accept to be a chinam, a volunteer watchman, if the axe damages, you gotta pay for the damages. If the axe gets damaged, you can bring it back to me and say, listen, uh, here's your lousy axe. Just got hurt. I said, oh, you were watching it, you got to pay me? No, 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 you didn't pay me, get out of here. i am get in Have a good day. Amri, hechidami. They said in the yeshiva, what are the cases? What are the, what are the circumstances surrounding this case? Eat the Kabbalah and Nizokov, if I didn't pay you. But you accepted upon yourself responsibility for damages. You're like, listen, you're not going to pay me? Fine. I'll let you know, I'll take a chryas on damaging, but that's it. So if you lose watch it a one-way street. Whether it damages, whether it gets damaged, you should be responsible. The if you didn't accept upon yourself the responsibility of its damages, stand if my ox damages, who should be responsible?, Me, not you. I say, Matas, please watch my ox." And you say, "All right, listen. Uh, <laughs> I, I know your ox is pretty. Uh, literally, yeah. It's a wild animal. The ox could get. Uh, could, could get wild. So you knew it was an alcohol, You knew it was a goring ox. But you're like, all right, fine, I'll do it. Ustama de And in the, the plain matter of the situation. Now, you're going to say, listen, I, I know it's going it, to. It gores. But. I'm not accepting responsibility for it to. Gore something else. So you say like this You're going to give me back my ox. You're going to say, Tell her, listen. I knew it was a goring ox and it damaged somebody else. You know what? I'm responsible. But just because your ox is a a vildachaya, does that mean that I expect another ox to gore it? No. And therefore, I accepted responsibility to control this ox. I didn't accept responsibility to control. Another axe from damaging it That wasn't my intention My intention was to play defense On this specific axe My intention is not to play defense on another axe From from, uh, uh, from goring it Which is a whole different type of but just This is coming into my mind Because I have two children that just got driving permits uh, Stay off the roads, be careful um, But uh, One of the points that I told them When we were practicing driving around the the parking lot and, uh, you know, and then around the blocks, is you should be more concerned about other crazy drivers than, than you being a crazy driver, right? It's not about like, oh, you know what you're doing. Other people don't. So there's, there's, there's two chachmas you need to have. You need to have a chachma to know your own safety and to know what you're responsible to do. And then also to be aware of your surroundings because there's other people that aren't aware. Of, of what it is, it's 2 different shmiras, pashit, to protect yourself from damaging others and protecting yourself from others damaging you. If you see a car getting too close, so then you switch lanes, right? Because the other guy is not being saved. But I know how to drive, but there's a lot of lunatics that don't. So this is, it, it's a mamish, it's a, it's a different type of shmira. And that's what Rav is explaining that the shimer was makabel on himself. The shimer says, I know your ox is a goring ox, I could take you, I, I felt I could handle your ox. So I'll, I'll, I'll be responsible if it damages. But if it gets damaged, that I wasn't—that uh, I wasn't like uh, That's not what was on my mind. Period. End of the Gemara. Next mission. Here we go. A little less than halfway. There on the owner memheyma base. kashu bala b'maisera of karoi. Let's get into different shmiras now. What if the owner ties it up? He ties it up in maiseira with a rope. V'nal of karoi, and he lacks the pen. Pen. Oxen are kept in pens, maybe? of avihizik. And it still goes out in damages. Echot tam mu'av says, it doesn't matter, you are responsible. Why? As we're seeing in the Gemara, Revehr considers this to be normal watching. Revehr holds, if you watch your ox normally, that's not enough. Because If you do a standard protection on your ox, it's like anything that you own, are you negligent if it gets out? No, but you're, that's your risk. You're, you do what everybody else does. And you know that things do, do, things do happen. If you wanna be putter, says the mayor, you gotta do better. You gotta do, you gotta do better. You gotta do more than what's uh, expected. Dear Rebbe Mayer, this is the opinion of Rebbe Mayer. Rebut, and Yehuda says, "Get ready for this, Tom. If the Tom gets out with being tied up and locked in a pen the normal fashion, you're right. Chayev, you got to pay half damages. Muad putter. But if it's a muad, wild, right? This we, we, we've mentioned this three times already. Where does this come from that a Tom is chayev, a muad putter doesn't logic dictate the opposite? Says Reb Shanamar, the law Yishmir and It says by Amuad, when are you responsible when the owner did not watch it? Which seems to be at all. You're only responsible to pay Nezakh Shalin. You didn't watch it at all. bottom line is, it was watched. Was it the 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 basic watching? Yeah, but it was watched. So you're not responsible. you did guard it. Rabbi Lezra I'm Inla Rabbi as we just learned before says the only way to watch over a muad is with a knife. Okay? is by shechting it. All right. Meaning, if I tie up my ox and lock it in a pen and it goes out and damages as a muad, is it my chayev? Absolutely. If I tie up my ox with a shmira ma'ula, with a top-notch watching, and it goes out and damages my chayev? Yes, sir. No matter what, the fact that your animal's alive and kicking in this world, is going, to, is going to obligate us according to Rabbi Eliezer. My time with Rabbi Meir says Gemara more like this. What's the reason for Rabbi Meir who says that if you do a proper watching, the standard, nothing special though, you're across the board, chayav Tom Wood. Stam Shvarim, Lav Beches Kashim He says like this. So, so profound. <clears throat> he says an ox is not considered... Shimur. I'm going to use the word domesticated, but it's not considered guarded in nature. Okay. The of the um yeah the Omar and the Torah says, Tam nechaif. an ox which is a Tam, you have to pay half damages. But you pay. Then to let me know that you got to make at least a shmir pchusa a bare. What do we call bare minimum? A standard type of watching. And then it says, And then Gabi says, By a mu'od, it says didn't watch it at all. What does that mean? It lets me know that a, a mu'od needs a, a better watching. So he says like this. See, I'm translating to mean he didn't watch it at all. That's why how Rabbi Huda learns the words. But if you just translate the words, it's literally. It was not watched. Does it say it all? So is going to say, yeah. V'lai means you didn't watch. Rabiru is going to say, no, you didn't watch it in the way that a muad has to be watched. But it could very well mean that you did a standard watching. Which means that a tam is okay with the standard watching. But V'lai by a means you didn't do a better one. And that's when you're chayev. V'yalof negich ala negich then the mayor makes a connecting the two Alachas. Bottom line says the mayor, tam ramuad, do a bare minimum watching. It ain't good enough. You always need better watching. Reb Yuda holds that an ox in general is considered to be watched. Not whether it's considered domesticated. Whether it's considered that owners do watch their oxen in general. And the reason why this is important, I just want to point this out, T'chab, it's where, where's the baseline that the Torah is starting from in its Pasuk? If it's not considered Bechaz Kashimor, so when the Torah says you got to watch it, it's going to be the bare one. If it is Bechaz Kashimor, so when the Torah is coming to add a it's going to tell me a better one. Okay, that's, that's the Navgamin over here. So again, review the Salvar Stam Shvar The assumption is that an ox is protected, is watched. So, Amarachmana, and the Torah says, Tam neshalim, by a you're going to pay, Dini Shmira Now, if it tells me you're going to pay, that, that teaches me that I need a higher level Shmira of Tam, because it's watched and I'm still paying. And then the Torah says, by a muad, Bilay Yishmana what does that mean? which says was done. which means that we have an inclusion after an inclusion, which means we have a a of to watch after a chi of to watch. Tom, one by Tom one by muad. and the rule is Vein will Ella We call it two positives make a negative. Yeah, two inclusive words are coming to exclude. A, responsibility, what is it? The Torah is coming to minimize Shmira Maula when it comes to muad, because that's where the second Inclusion is And if you're going to say And if you're going to tell me that A nagicha for a tam A watching for a A, 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 a goring for a tam is a goring for a muad, The Torah says This is watched um, for for this type of animal and not for a different type of animal um, which means that only a muad is limited to needing a regular standard shmirah, but a tam still needs a better one. So, like this, says Reb Yehuda's Drusha, incredible. Rabbi Yehuda says we have a riboy achar riboy. There's two generalizations, two expansions. On what needs to be watched. One by, by a Tom and a Mood. Now, that comes to Min, if Riba a Lamayit. So, where's it being minimized by a Mood? So, it means like this every ox needs top notch, high level security. But the Torah minimizes Mood for whatever reason. So, it's going to come out, Lafira Rabiuda, a Tom needs a greater watching than a Mood. Says Gemara, that can't be the Joshua Hamibay Leila Lav. This pasuk is needed to teach us the love in the Torah. To teach us that, let's say you don't watch it, the owner is going to be uh, going to be responsible. Okay, which is going to, um, yeah, which is going to um, limit the level of Shmira needed for Amud. Answers the Gemara: No, imkain nitcha brachmana v'lo yishmar. Could have said v'lo yishmar, my v'lo yishmeren. New l'ze v'lo Only the muad has limited Shmira, not the tam. Okay, so we just clarified Reb Mayer's opinion, which is you could much easier to follow within logic, and we're explaining Reb Yehuda's reasoning, which is based upon, based off of drushes expansion and expansion ribu ribu because the memayit only memayit the muad. But a tam remains at a shmiramula. Okay. Remember what was the last opinion of the Mishnah? We explained Rav Meir. We explained Rav Yud. The last opinion was Rav Eliezer, who says that Right. The only way to watch a muad is with a sakin. Tani, we learned in a brayso. Rav Blasvin Yakov says, "Echad tam, echad muad, sheshamur shmirapchusa If the ox is a tam or a muad that gores with a shmira Pchusa, a." Basic watching. The halacha is you are pater. Now this is a new opinion because Rav Meir held that you need a better watching for wood. Rabbi Elazar says you need a worse watching for wood, but Atam needs a shmirah a better one. And Rabbi said you kill it if it's a wood. Here, Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov says everything just needs a basic watching. My time away, Sarralak He agrees with the drush of Rabbi Yehuda, who says Amur needs a Shmiraphusa, and then He says, Listen, once you know that Amur needs a shmir Rhusa, a basic watching, I'll then compare the laws of Ax, uh, of Tam to laws of Muod and say that the same thing holds true by axe. Amravada It's fascinating. Ready for this? This is a concept we brought up earlier. And just carrying over into this Gemara is beautiful. So listen to this. Pause for a minute. Introduction. We're familiar with this. Previously, we brought up an idea. When an animal becomes a Muad and pays complete damages, is it that there's a new payment called complete damage for Muad? Or the animal's a Tam? And you pay half Now that it's a muad, You pay another half Which means When I pay full Half of it is coming from the Tom side And the additional half is coming from the muad side Remember this? Yep Now According to this This carries over into The watchings as well Because Rebuhuda Yehuda said A Tom Needs a stronger watching And if you don't give the stronger watching, you're you're obligated. A muad needs a weaker watching, a shmira phusa Says Rav Barava like this, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, who says that a muad needs less, he's going to say, if your muad does damage and you gave it a lesser shmira, you're going to have to pay half. Because the tam part of it didn't get a greater shmira, so you're responsible half your animal is still a tom. And a tom needs a greater watching. You didn't give it a greater watching, so you got to pay half. You gave it enough watching for a moor. So the second half, your potter on, comes out, says about the Rav, incredible, if, you're, if you give, according to Rabbi Yehuda, who says, you need to, who says all you need is a minimum shmir, if you're on a mu'at, if your mu'ad gores, you know what you're going to have to pay? Chati Nezek. If you're more with the shmir abchusa, it's geschmack. Because you didn't watch it enough for the tzad tan. That's still in place. But you watched it enough for the tzad mu'ad. So the second half is off the hook. The first half is still on the hook. rav, says, no, the karen yamin ain't a moor the karen smile. A for the right horn is not a mu'ad for the left horn. Okay? Um, what does that mean? Amri, they said, what's he saying? If he's following Ramirez's opinion when he's saying this, you know, if it's a move for the right horn, it's not a move for the left. The mayor holds, you always need a, a greater watching and that's the same thing for both sides of the head. It doesn't make a difference which horn damaged. Why is he talking about left horns? I feel it would be a minami. Even if it was the right side, even the right side is going ha- to be a tam like the left side because that always remains in place. So I'm rabbi they said, really, it's following the opinion of, of we're going to review his opinion, what Rav's, Rav's statement is going to review his opinion. He doesn't agree with Ravada okay? Barabba. Again, Ravada Barabba says that when you're Tam, that when you're Muad, which had the bare minimum, Shmira, damages, you're still going to have to be like a Tam. He argues with that. And Rav, like, Rav is saying as follows. In such a case, you're going to find, let's say you have an ox that always gores with its right side and not with its left side. So there you're going to find an ox that sometimes is a Tom and sometimes is a Moor within the same body of a Moor Le Amri, But by a case where you have a standard Moor, the entire thing, it's not, it hasn't shown a pattern of one side, specifically, you're not going to find. An ox having a tzad Thomas—that's Rav's opinion. Period. Enter that gemara. Let me just explain. This, this is very logical. Okay, Rav the had said that if you have an animal that's a mord, the first half you still need to watch like a Tom. Okay, that's what we just explained. Rav's coming to argue. Rav says no. N- n- no. Rav says absolutely not. Tzad Thomas is not permitted. If it's a mord, it's a mord. Where do we say that you can have an ox that's a part tom, part Where Will I agree with you? Actually, if you have an ox that usually gores with one side of his head, and then it gores with the other side. So if it's developed a pattern of goring a muat with the right side, not the left. Okay, Said if it gores with the left, it's still a tom for that. That's what we'll call tzad tambus. Part of the animal is still a tom. I'll agree with that concept. Because it never developed, uh, 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 it never showed goring being a gore on that side. But as far as the Iker Halacha, once you have an ax that's a total mur, the whole thing becomes a total mur, and, and uh, Ravada Baraba is incorrect. Okay. Two dots. Let us take on this chos to complete the healing fourth parak of Meseches Bavakama so that tomorrow, Bez Hashem, will be uh, starting a, the brand new parak. Here we go. Back to the Mishnah. Rebel Yezer, Imer, in says, If you're animals in wood, the only way that you're off the hook, you're off responsibility from watching, is if you shecht it. What's his reasoning? If you don't watch it. Which means you can't watch it. There's nothing. That's it. you got to kill it. It says, He's not going to cover it. Are you going to tell me it means the, there's no more covering? This is talking about where somebody digs a pit and he doesn't cover it with a hole. He doesn't cover the, the hole with a, uh, with a lid, with a covering. Okay? So I would say, let me ask you a question. If you dig a pit you cover it, you cover yourself? Are you good? I'd say look harder. As long as you did it properly. Maybe I would say, you know, something? No. Covering is not enough. You know what you have to do if you dig a pit? Fill it up. Because if a cover could fall off. Filling it up ain't going to fall out. It says, if somebody digs a pit, it doesn't cover it. So, tell me that there's no way to cover it? He says, yeah, there's no way to cover it. The only way to get off the hook by a pit is to fill it up. If you dig a pit and cover it properly, you're putter. So you don't need to literally cover it, so maybe we say as well. means that there's a way to watch it. It doesn't mean it's impossible to watch it. Rabbi, rather, Rabbi, he says a new reason, a new explanation for Rabbi Lezer. Says the only way to watch it is with a knife by shafting it. High time the Rabbi Lezer. The reason for Rabbi Lezer says that a moor needs to be killed; otherwise, you're responsible. It's forbidden to raise a wild dog inside your house. You now that not have anything dangerous. You can't have a rickety ladder in your house either. You know you're not allowed to have any blood in your house. You're not allowed to have anything dangerous in your house. It's halacha. Which means, says Rebbe nothing to do with the laws of muad. Tam, sure, It has to do with the laws of ownership in general. If your ox is a muad, because it damages, the reason why you're responsible to kill it is because you cannot have any sort of dangerous activity going on in your possession. So therefore, you kill it. It's not a den and two reboys after anything, two expansions. It's just a den and push it. Same way you now that I have a wild dog, you now that I have a dog that scares people, you don't know let have anything dangerous in your house. You got to make sure that things are are safe for when people come over. If I like, to yourself, there's not be any blood in your house. That's what that's what obligates me to uh, to kill this uh, this mord. Just keep in mind. Keep in mind. According to Rabbi just a, a little. A little expansion of the mind on this we've been talking about oxen that are responsible in a death penalty rabbi yezer really says that every he's really of the opinion that every ox which is a muad, even though bezden can't kill your ox you're responsible too the owner is responsible to make sure that once an animal's a muad, you get rid of it. it should no longer be in your domain Adrona Lok shor shogah chabov v'chamisha. Adrona loch shor shogah chabov v'chamisha. Mazel tov, everybody. finish the haligat fourth parak of Misachas Bava Kama. tomorrow we pick up with the fifth parak. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.